Welcome to Sailor Church Podcast. I am with Lucas and Teresa Baer from... Brazil. Which city, though? <laughs> Porto Alegre still? Porto Alegre. Porto Alegre. Porto Alegre. Exactly. Did I say it right? Yeah. Exactly. It's like I've been there. It's like you've been there. <laughs> A couple times. Uh, so we are going to interview you, and we're just going to ask random questions. I have nothing prepared. I mean, I have a list of like five things that you know I would ask every missionary, but let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's go. Okay. So first, um, I keep thinking about all the missionaries right now because of COVID. So what's your situation with COVID like? Let's start with what it was there, how it, how it changed there's, your ministry. There's no past tense. It's what it is. I know. It's, I know. it's still Well, going. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there's also questions about like how you're going to get back and all that stuff. So like when sure. COVID hit, what what was what initially happened to you guys down there? Um, COVID uh, since March 18th? Our last church service yeah. in person was March 15th. And shutdown started on March 18th. Yeah. And so... Uh, we went to Sailorville morning service this past Sunday. It was the first church service we'd been to since March fifteenth. Mm. So down in, in in our city, it's been uh, locked down. They locked down early, the same time the United States did, just out of pre- uh, just out of uh, try to get ahead of it. Yeah. Um, and it never really came down south where we were for a long time, but then finally it did come. But they locked everything down. We were in our homes. We had to wear masks outside all the time. Um, and it's been pretty much everything has been locked down and stopped since March 18th. That's well, some things have opened back some up things with have. limited hours and limited but not church occupancy, no. but not church, it's, not small groups. It's been yeah. it's been an interesting year as it is for as sure. it has been for everybody. But yeah, so yeah, let's go back to you came to the service this last week, first time in person. Like, what was your thoughts about your church back home? Like, were you thinking about that? Were you like? anticipating like when you get to do that back there was there any thought about that or were you just like excited to actually be around people or like what was that emotion I guess yeah yeah it was uh for me it was strange it was strange to be in church because um something that's interesting is every time we've come back to, to the United States <clears throat> it's always a weird experience and uh I think this time for us as we've talked a little bit we become more and more detached from the United States and mm-hmm. It used to be like our first time coming back, we were excited for the, the food and for the Starbucks. And, um, and now the thing that draws us to the United States is our, our relationships, our mm-hmm. friends, mm-hmm. our family. And we're more detached from just the culture. You know, there's, yeah. I haven't really been, other than donuts, I haven't been <laughs> looking forward. <laughs> I haven't been looking forward to the food as much. You know, and there's more of a sense of a longing for our home in Brazil. Um, but it was strange to be in church because I think um, it's uh, the sense I got, which is weird. I, I don't know how to even verbalize this. I felt like I was visiting my supporting, my, my home, not my, um, my sending church. I, I wasn't coming back to mm. my home church. Wow. Um, that was, for me, that was, that was a weird experience. But it's, it's part of, I think it's just the natural and healthy yeah. Uh, growth and uh, as we become more and more established in Brazil and as Brazil becomes more of our comfort zone, which is kind of crazy. Would you say that? That mm-hmm. Brazil is more of our comfort zone now than, than uh, the United States? That's I don't cool. know that I'd even say that though, if I'm being honest. I feel like um, we're almost in between two comfort zones because it's not 100% Brazil no. yeah. and it's not 100% the United States. Um, we're, we're in between cultures, in between countries, just in between. And that's okay, because that's how it's supposed to be. 
in this world anyway, you know. For me on Sunday, um, it was an emotional experience for me um, to be worshiping with other people. And it, as I looked and saw, because it's different. Mm -hmm. It's definitely different. Um, And you could say, well, why would you go if you have to be all distance out and you're wearing a mask and it's just, it's so different. Why would you go? And I was thinking about it today. You go because of community. Mm. And, and so today I was thinking about our people in Brazil and how everything they're doing is online when it comes to their church family relationships, small groups, Bible studies, everything is online Mm -hmm. and how hard it is to have community Mm. when it's just through a camera. And so for me, thinking through it today about about yesterday was um, impactful just in the importance of being with other believers, just being with them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like here, we've, we've got the kind of, the, we've come out of that, but we still have people that are home, but we still have a lot of people that just haven't come back and not not just because of medical or whatever, but just people who've gotten comfortable like staying home or just like their lives have just completely changed because of COVID and they just don't do the things they used to do or whatever. So I'm assuming you guys, I mean, even during we were trying to stay connected to people, but I'm guessing you guys are having the same issue. You've got people who just kind of go off the radar and use it as an excuse to go and do what they want. And there's no accountability and all that kind of stuff, I assume. I mean, yeah, there is that. And there is a question, even for us with our, with our, uh, our ministry down there is when the quarantine ends mm-hmm. and everything goes back to normal, what is it going to be there? You know, it's yeah. like, it's like when you have to evacuate a, a town because of a hurricane and then you mm-hmm. come back and you want to see, okay, what, what's left? Yeah. I mean, and there's a sense of that. We try to stay connected in, you know, that, that 80, 20 principle that, you know, 20% of your people do yeah. 80% of the work. And we see that, you know, in churches as well. Our 20%, you know, the core people who are really committed to Jesus and to the, the ministry, they're still there. They're plugging along. But there's a lot of the fringe people where, you know, you're not quite sure what's going on. You're trying to keep a hold of them, but you, you don't really know. And so um, we'll see what happens. You know, I I think this will be a natural pruning of the church, uh, which mm. I think is a, it will be a healthy thing. Sure. And it, I think there's going to be a new normal as we go back and just rethinking I know this time has really caused me to, to wrestle with uh, what is the church as we get back together, and and uh, so I think it'll be I think it'll be healthy. It'll be good. I think it will change the church. And I think they'll change it in a good way. So what are you guys doing that is different right now? Like I mean, you've know, got like Zoom calls and like things like that. But what can what are the things are you doing to stay connected, to serve, to I mean, you're sent missionaries to do a job. Like, what are you doing yeah. to, to keep, and we had to do that here. It's like, okay, no children's ministry. What are the children's directors doing? Like, so what have you kind of got on your plates for that kind of stuff? Go ahead. Well, like you said, we do a lot, a lot of Zoom, yeah. uh, too much. We're like, we're like, yeah, at first it was like, this is so cool. The technology, right. there's breakout rooms, look at all the things we can do. I and then stay in my sweatpants. Hey, and now you're like, <laughs> I don't want to do another Zoom call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we do a lot of Zoom uh, with our small groups, and um, recently we've started when we have when we need to meet with a couple, we've been doing that in person. We've mm-hmm. been going out and doing that, and with our leaders trying to visit. Like before we came back, we visit all our leaders and try to make those connections. It's interesting. So uh, a lot of our like leadership training, we're not doing that right now. 
Um, we did some new things. Uh, I did. I started like a, a online men's, men's Bible study, doing some stuff like that. Ladies' prayer meeting every Monday night. Uh, online, a lot of what we've been. It's in, it's been interesting during this uh, pandemic. Um, a lot of the unhealthy or weak links within marriage relationships, under this pressure of being together, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have people oh, yeah. who are never together yeah. <laughs> because of work. Now they're together. Right. And, and they're with their children, and they can't stand their kids because they're so poorly um, trained up. You know, so yeah. you have kids going crazy, oh, yeah. and, and you have uh, husbands and wives who are, here. who are just at each other. So when there's pressure, you know, some of those cracks that are kind of glossed over in easy times, those kind of come to the surface. And so we've had a lot of marriage counseling. That's a lot of what we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of anxiety and depression counseling. A lot of anxiety. Yeah, yeah, a lot of that. Um, trying to walk with a couple who's in uh, the husband. This whole uh, pandemic, he's fallen back into drugs. He's drug binges, gone mm-hmm. cocaine various times. It's been really, really ugly. And just a lot of these things are kind of, kind of coming up. So I would say there's been a shift where uh, we're just having to deal with a lot of these issues. In in reality, it's a blessing because the the blessing of storms right. is that some some realities that some of the true struggles we have kind of come to the surface and you mm-hmm. can deal with them refining yeah so that's been really good i mean it's been heavy but it's been good to to have that mm-hmm. so yeah how about so like some positive things that happened here were like you know families you see them walking around the neighborhoods together like full families like five six people like on a family walk or like eating family dinner together mm-hmm. or neighbors like actually interacting yeah. or like pastor pat's doing zoom calls now with his brothers and sisters like every week or month or something like even though it's kind of over like so is there anything like is it going well in that way is that also happening or is it yeah seeming to be good it is also happening i would i would say there is some good happening in the midst of the struggle for sure yeah. a lot of families that are taking advantage of this time that they're together to start having family devotions um, we really, at the beginning, did a big push about taking advantage of this time to be studying the Bible and having church family services, mm. family church mm-hmm. services together. Mm, cool. And there are some families that have really um, grown in that area. Something that's, something that's interesting to me, the way that God has used this pandemic and quarantine in my life has been really good, is... Uh, Few months into the into the quarantine, um, it dawned on me that my kids aren't going to youth group anymore, mm. and our partnership church that we're connected with they have an amazing children's and youth program. I mean, just amazing, and it has uh, it has reaped incredible fruits in, in the lives of our children. I'm so grateful and thankful for this youth ministry. But now it's on you. And now it's gone. And it's on you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I sat there one morning, I was doing my devotions. I'm like, well. Who's gonna teach my kids how to follow Jesus? <laughs> I was like, whoa, <laughs> Pastor Lucas. But no, but it was so good because it, it was super convicting. Because I, I was sitting there and I was thinking, it's like the Spirit was just talking to me. And it's like, you know, Lucas, who's gonna teach your children how to pray? Because you've learned some things over your walk with the Lord, some some intimate things about prayer that you don't you can't learn in a book. It's you learn through experience that you've learned. Who's gonna pass that on to your kids? The youth ministry won't do that. Right. 
And I just, I got so convicted. I'm like, that's my role. I have totally opened my hands to the responsibility. I've, that's not the, uh, I've, I've totally. Is that a Portuguese translation you're trying to do? Yeah. Uh, is, it, is it working? <laughs> I've totally um, dropped the ball. Okay. There you go. Um, when it came to, I opened my hands and dropped the ball. <laughs> um, to uh, to train my children because the the youth ministry did such a good job. And it's like it's like the church was created a spiritual welfare state, or it's like mm. you know they kept doing giving great things, and I just kind of let them do it. And so that was super challenging and just starting to sit with my children and talking to them and, and I called them down and I started teaching them how to pray a little bit and, and having our family services together. And it was, that's been really good. It's yeah. been challenging to me um, to realize that it's not the church's responsibility to raise my children, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. nor is it the church's responsibility to cause me to grow spiritually. It's right. my responsibility. Amen. <laughs> so, so that so that, that that was good and, and challenging um, the people in our ministry of that reality too. Said, look, you need to be studying the Bible. You need men. You need to be uh, uh, the pastors of your home, and you need to be sitting down and reading scripture with your family. And and you can't depend on some professional to do that for you. So I think that's been very really good and, and healthy and challenging. That's cool. Speaking you agree with that, I would. Okay. Speaking of your kids, I was going to ask, like, can you update us on, you got one that's going to stay here for college, is that right? Yes. And then some more maybe I mean, coming yes. later, right? So what's, <laughs> go, tell us a little bit about what they're doing, and then you guys, will you be empty nesters by, like, next oh, summer? Stop. Is that what's going on? Let's hold on. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just, just a I'm moment. a little jealous here, okay? <laughs> My kids were gone for, like, two days this weekend, and I was like, woo! So, <laughs> so tell me how this works. Well, they're adorable, our children. Oh, I thought you were talking about mine. Okay. Your, your children are also adorable. But no, they wouldn't like me to say they're adorable. They are manly men. They're, yeah, they're old now. Yes. Nathaniel is going to be 20 in, in next month. Can you believe How it? How did that happen? That's and like when I, how old I was when I came under your ministry. It's kind of crazy. Oh uh-huh. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. And yeah. So um, he's already started at DMAC online. Oh. And we'll continue there um, while we're not here. <laughs> That's, I'm not trying to make you cry. No, I'm not to that point yet. I'm good. Wait, wait, yeah. I'm good. I've had sleepless nights. Yeah. Right, I lay in bed. It's kind of crazy. I'm going to leave away. my son in the United States. Right. <laughs> we don't doubt that it's the right thing. It's no. the right thing. It's an important step sure. for him and his growth as a man. Yeah. We have no doubts about that, but that doesn't mean it's easy for mom yeah, and dad. It's an important step for his parents. Just one more way to learn to trust in the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. Right. yep. Have you been this far away from them before? I mean, you guys no. went and no. visited Brazil. Did you take them with you then? Oh, no, but no. they were little. Right. We were gone yeah. 10 days. This is yeah. for a really long time. Well, sure. And, so. and, and the blessing of being on the mission field has been that our, our family is really close. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The, the, the five of us, we, we spend a lot of time together and enjoy being together. So it, it, we will, as a family, sense uh, hit the void that, we'll leave, mm-hmm. that he'll leave behind. Mm-hmm. And... And soon after that, Jackson. Jackson. Will. So Jackson will graduate high school hopefully in June. And they have some flexibility with their graduation time, but we're shooting for June. And then um, he'll move here in July and also go to DMAC. Sounds like I might have some interns. So, so if any parents out there have some, uh, have some, some advice, uh, Doug's going to put a link right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Come> that link. <laughs> 
called the prime timer group, buddy. That's right. Yeah, it's called the prime timers we have. Mm-hmm. So when your kids are out of the house and now you're in your prime time to serve, remember before you had kids when you could just like serve all the time and you could just do whatever you wanted? That's where you'll be again. Well, we still have Owen. Well, right. but And we'll have him for another two years after okay. that. And I think he's going to love it. I think yeah. he will miss his brothers a lot, but I think he's going to love being the only child for a while. There will mm. be a little bit of peace in the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be different. It's it will be very be different. different. It'll be very different. Do you think, do you have like vision of how ministry could change when they're not around? Like all, let's say all three are well, out of the house. Like yeah. will you have plans? I, I, it will free me up right. quite a bit. Right. Um, they've been homeschooled. And mm-hmm. while it's been in high, in high school, it hasn't been near as hands-on. Um, but it requires me to be home, and it's, I have a responsibility at home. And so when it's just him and me, um, my schedule will free up a lot. So mm-hmm. um, I've already been thinking that I'll probably start teaching English as an evangelistic opportunity. Um, I think that would be a huge thing I will do because that opens yeah. doors like crazy mm-hmm. if you are a native English speaker and you offer English classes. Cool. I don't know how I'll change my schedule because they're at a place, they're old enough that we can leave them and we sure. leave them, you know, and they're at home alone, which is fine. So I don't know if, I don't know, it'll, I don't know if we'll or not. Uh-huh. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Ask me next, uh, next furlough. Next furlough, okay. Um, so back to COVID. So going back, are you going to have any issues going back? Like we've got a lot of missionaries who have came to the United States and got stuck here yeah. because of their countries won't allow, you know, all the restrictions. So well, tell us about that. We didn't buy tickets to go back yet for that okay. reason. Sure. Just because we just aren't, we just don't know, uh, what it's going to be. I'm hopeful that's going to calm down a little bit. Um, and uh, hopefully when the elections are done, at least the political side of it will calm sure, down a little bit. Hopefully. Um, and then uh, hopefully, Lord willing, you know, we'll be able to get back with no problems. And I, I'm hopeful that we can get everything kind of open back up and, and going when we get back. It's, it's just, uh, I just can't stress enough how strange <laughs> this year has been for ministry. It's just for everybody, yeah. you know. Yeah. And we're just going to have to kind of see what, yeah. what's going on when we get back. But the cool thing, here's here's what the other blessing is everything's online and everyone's just accustomed to that. And so even being here in the United States, we're still oh yeah, 100% connected. Oh, cool. So like every Tuesday morning, I we have our uh, staff meeting with our partner huh. church. Problem is now the, the, the time changed at 5.30 in the morning. So I get up 5.30 yeah, yeah. in the morning yeah. to do the staff meeting. <laughs> but so we're able to do counseling in, in small groups and stay connected, and, and uh, which is good. So that's awesome. I didn't even think about that. So, so our plan is on furlough is to be a hundred percent engaged working in Brazil as we were before we came. And what, what is your schedule for your furlough? What are you, what are some of the things you're doing? Um, we get the opportunity to go to Arizona this next week, yeah. uh, to visit my family and we'll spend uh, most of November down in Arizona. Then when we come back in December, we're going to be visiting, uh, trying to visit all of our churches in the Iowa area mostly Des Moines. We have a couple outliers. Um, so just um, visiting and, and reporting to all of our churches, um, individual people who uh, are supporters and whatnot that want to meet with us individually for a meal or something. We're trying to line those people up and they're more than welcome to contact us. To, they are interested in spending some time with us. Three, and, mo- three months, right? You're here for three months? Yeah, to February. Okay. Yeah. And then um, 
trying to we're trying to set up some new churches as well, to just to keep expanding our network. How are you guys doing financially? Like with, did you lose any churches during COVID? Did anybody back off anything? Or we're doing, we're actually doing pretty well financially, okay. which has been a, it's been kind of surprising. Mm-hmm. I think uh, we're bracing, in some so my, uh, yeah, falling out. Um, I heard the exchange rate's good. I mean, I know you can't yeah. always bank it's on that, but amazing. it's five to one or something. Yeah, that's been really, that's been a huge blessing because yeah. uh, it was the never, other way, right? It has know. been the other way. Yes. When we first moved so. to Brazil, it was one to one. Yeah. One, no, 1.5 to one. Okay. Yeah, still. And still. <laughs> it was four when I went. And, and when yeah. we left a couple weeks, last oh, last week, it was only last week. When we left last week, it was like 5.6. So it's a little, it's, yeah, it's but that's, amazing. Oh, yeah. It goes up and down, mm-hmm. so you're thankful, you yeah. know, um, when it's high, and then you pray when it's low. And um, But uh, that being said, um, I'm trying to raise a little bit of support water back. Yeah. It's always good to be ahead of the game, right? Well, there's some... Our insurance goes up often, mm-hmm. things like that. There are that. some expenses coming up. Uh, we are going to be short some support. It's already in the future so yeah. I know it's coming before our next furlough so I, I'm trying to get some support raised now so that when that happens we won't be under supported so oftentimes what happens is you get to the field fully supported by, but a year or so into it you're not fully supported anymore right. <laughs> so I'm trying to I'm just trying to be prepared for that wow he's growing I up I know remember back in the day you <laughs> do crazy stuff on a whim do you still do that I can't I plead the fifth <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about your, your new SUV, no. <laughs> <laughs> your off-road vehicle. Well, that story starts with when I totaled our last car getting stuck in the water. Oh, we'll save that for we'll the next that, podcast. Yeah. We, got, we have stories. <laughs> that podcast will be titled, The Things That Aren't In The Missionary yes. Letter. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> there are quite a few of those stories that don't quite ever make it public. Those are the best, though. Yeah. Those are what make podcasts. Well, am I missing anything? Is there anything that you guys feel like you want to talk about? Do you want that to talk about history? Sure. I don't want to bring up anybody specific. I know you guys have read through your prayer, you know, email letters and stuff like that, and you've got different prayer requests. But I don't want to say them if they're private or anything sure. that we don't want other people to. Um, no, something. Got stuff. Our uh, two years ago. It's kind of funny. I I, I have no idea of when two years was. <laughs> I, I, I threw out random. Just the other day. Yeah, like. like Two months ago, and she's like, that was a year ago. Oh, whatever. I don't know. I'm just lost. Um, Some time ago, we uh, had the opportunity to step into a uh, community center. Mm. It was a ministry. It was a a community ministry. Um, And we had the opportunity to step into that right in our area. And so we kind of took that over. And for the first year... Like government owned? No, no, no. It was church owned. Okay. And... uh, so it, it was a church plant that shifted into more of a, uh, it wasn't quite ready to be a church plant, so they became like a community project hmm. where they did like uh, jujitsu oh, and, yeah. and things like that, offered it to the community to build relationships to, to on that platform of relationships to plant a church in the future. And um, the guy, the pastor was leading that up, had to step out, is right in our neighborhood, connected to the same church we're partners with. So we stepped into it because it's, Hischinga is a community. It's really um, um, economically challenged community, and lots of problems, abuse, and drug abuse, and uh, some tremendous needs there. And Sweet Side is an opportunity, and 
And so we stepped into it. In the first six months or so, we just kind of observed. We didn't want to take over anything. And, and so then after that period of time, we started to make some changes and whatnot. And, and we were actually, we took a, a month off, painted it, cleaned it up, and we revamped it and expanded it. And we had, we're going to offer jujitsu, guitar lessons, uh, recorder lessons, English lessons, uh, a, a children's um, story time. We call it story times. It, it, it's Bible time. Sure, <laughs> Bible yeah. stories, but story time. Yeah. And um, so we're just getting ready to launch all that. And the weekend we we're supposed to launch it was uh, March twenty first. March twenty first. Mm. <laughs> shut down. <laughs> Which was the week that everything got shut down. So everything got shut down. And um, so we so we really shifted more towards a humanitarian type aid. We started our small groups. Mm. We're just collecting food items, and we were just housing or collecting all these food items to start helping people, and we've been doing that. Um, then we had some issues with, long story, I won't get into it, but we no longer have that building that we were using. It turned into a crack house, and Good. and I had to show up with a bat, and it was bad. It's bad. More stories that don't make it. Jiu-jitsu. Again, the next podcast. The next podcast. <laughs> the next podcast. <laughs> but you made it out uh, alive. I'm a, yes, yeah. The Holy Spirit. Spoke some wise words to me. Okay. Put the bat down. It was something. It was something in the lines of, "What the heck are you doing? <laughs> Do you realize how dumb this is?" I think you're right. You're right. Um, or it might have been his wife. It might have been my wife. Okay. Sometimes you know, it's funny. Yeah. The, the 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 voice of the Holy Spirit sounds a lot like my wife's voice. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lucas. But it's, it was interesting. So we, it was, it was actually it was, it was a huge blessing. Two huge blessings happened. Right. Uh, we were we were right on the verge of renting a building for the church plant, and we lost it. it there was no reason to lose it. It was a complete. I, I can't explain we it. Couldn't, we couldn't understand how the deal did not go through. It made someone no else rented it. Sense it made at no all. sense. I was so irritated. I even sat down with the guy that was negotiating. I'm like, dude, come on now. <laughs> you didn't bring the bath though, right? No, no, not not this time. <laughs> what? Well, no. It's a, <laughs> and two weeks later, we go we go into lockdown. I, mm. I we would have been like, stuck in a lease, huh? We would have been in so much We've been paying money, a ton uh-huh. of money each month with nothing. And I was like, oh, uh-huh. Lord, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Wow. And, um, we already know better than you did. Yeah. And yeah. the same thing happened with this church building that we're using for a community center in Hischinga because it gets locked down. We find out that long, the, the, the documents, everything was wrong. It was illegal. We were liable. We were liable, not realizing mm. all this documentation was wrong we discovered it from years before it got wow. the, the the light post that had the uh, light meter on it and the water all that got stolen it, people broke in or pulling the roof down and the wires out of the building and smoking crack and going to the bathroom in the corner and it, it got crazy right <laughs> and we're like oh no. and then so then we turned it back to the original owner and he wanted it and we're like you can have it and that was a huge blessing i i it was a huge blessing. And then what was so cool was right before we came back on furlough, the day before, we had a we had a meeting with this soup kitchen that's right, it meets, it's a building right in front of where we were. And it's a well-known community. Respected. Respected. Um, it's not a ministry. It's a community It's a center. community, yeah. Yeah. And, where, uh, where, like, people can come for free food? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. soup kitchen? Like, yeah. Okay. On okay. Saturdays, they have free soup. They have free dance lessons, someone that gives free dance lessons. And so it's an incredible building and it's a great location. And we met with them 
uh, with the idea of could we use some of this space because we don't need a building. We, we Our stuff happens on Saturday. If we don't need right. a building every day of the week, we can't right. even take care of it. And they and we has had, I remember we were going to this meeting and me and these two other ladies that are in charge of like the, um, the social project side of our, of our church's ministry. And we just prayed. I said, Lord, if this is your will, just give us favor and, and open doors and let this yeah. be. It was so cool. We met this lady just to kind of get an introduction. And as we were there, the president of the whole thing shows up, the president, not, not Brazil, right, right. president of the of organization. The, of yep. organization. He sits down and he just falls in love with what we're doing. And it, God just gives tremendous favor. Wow. And it looks like, I don't get ahead of myself, it yeah. looks like we're going to be able to get that space uh, to use, which is a huge blessing. So to do the same thing you were doing yes. in the other building. Without... Without the responsibility Without, yeah, of yeah. caring for the building. Right, right. And yeah. with, you know what I mean? And yeah. so that, it, that's exciting. Yeah. To see it happen. Mm-hmm. So we're excited that when we get back uh, in February, Lord willing, that we'll be able to get that thing going. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do they have other buildings? Like, is this the only place? You said president of a company. So are they No, like the president of like the organization, organization. The, of the, uh, the soup kitchen. Right. The, the social project. Right. I'm just thinking if they have multiple ones, you know, do they have like other buildings that you could minister with in other oh, cities and like all that kind of stuff? Like, that you've got a good relationship, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, Mm-hmm. It's definitely a good relationship to have. Definitely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's exciting. Awesome. Yeah. So that's some, that's what you're going to be. That's something you're in charge of. I mean, when you get back. Yes. So so yeah. So our our uh, our desire isn't to be leading up a social project right. like this. For us, it's a mean. It's a means to an end. Sure. It's a way for us to love the community and and to be the revelation of Jesus through our loving actions. And to meet people, to love and care for them, that we can build a platform to share Christ with them. Right. For us, it's a means to an end. And uh, so we stepped in to help get this thing to keep it going because it was going to shut down. Mm-hmm. It was it was basically us or nobody. And so we stepped in and, and we're helping kind of give some some vision to it and kind of organize it. Scary thought that I'm organizing it, but it, God's yeah. giving grace. And and we're uh, um, and uh, so we're getting this thing going with the idea that we're going to step out of it. Everyone knows that we're going to transition out. And the cool thing, do check this out. Check this out. I'm ready? Are you ready for this? Yeah. It's going to blow your mind. It's going to blow your mind. A few years back. How many years ago? Two months a ago. Few. A few. Two Three, <laughs> four years. I don't remember. A couple months ago. The, uh, the other, just the other day. Right. The, right. The Pat Nimmers of Brazil, which is that's our senior called. pastor. The, our partner church, the senior pastor. Is the church very similar in size and in breadth of with church plants, right? Of, of several, yeah. yeah. So they're like they're like creating an engaged network. Right. Uh, he went. He got invited. He's a, he's a Brazilian guy, pastor. He got invited to uh, Southwestern Seminary. Uh, I think it's in Houston or somewhere. And to Fort Worth, Fort Worth, the Texas, somewhere, and, just the other day, and uh, <laughs> and uh, to be like in this um, program to study theology and learn English at the same time. It's this pro- this pro- program they were putting together at the seminary. He went there. He met a couple of Brazilians. One of the couples he met um, was there. The, his MDiv. He wants to be a church planner. He wants to be a missionary. He. He has a passion for social projects and using social projects to plant churches. And he was trying to do this final project. And, and Pastor Thersiu, our senior pastor, he says, hey, you know, there's this place where I live called Hischinga. It's very similar to what you're kind of looking for. And so he started to study Hischinga, this guy, and studied, say, did his whole final project about 
using community centers to plant churches. And he based it on Hischinga and Zona Sul, which is the region that we're in. And um, now he's coming down. He's, this, he's graduated, he's moved back to Brazil, and he's gonna come to a three-year internship with us in Zona Sul. And he's gonna be working in Hischinga. He's gonna be working with us in Zona Sul to get this thing going. And it's, it's, so, it's, it's just amazing how all that was kind of working together. And now this whole vision and passion he's had in theory, putting together yeah. his final project, he's going to be able to live it out. And what was so cool, what, very interesting, again, is in the midst of losing our building, we all, the, the lady who was kind of like the head person of it, it's kind of been holding together, she moved. So we lost her building, lost the, the key person. And it's like, oh, dear. And, but it, it became real clear. It's like, look, this guy's coming down. He's got this passion and vision for this kind of project. Now he's going to be able to come in and from the ground floor, help us start rebuild, rebuilding this thing. And he's the guy, he doesn't know it yet. That's gonna take it over. He's the guy's gonna take it over. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, just, it was just so cool to see all that was, all that was just kind of coming together. And, and just an example and a reminder that when everything else is crazy and chaos, that uh, our God, as it says in Psalm, <laughs> that, uh, that, that in the flood, this is, this is Noah Swanson's tattoo. Um, okay. I think so. And you can fact check me on that. Okay. It's like the key thing to say nowadays. Yeah. Um, that uh, the God was enthroned over the flood. You know, in right. the chaos of the flood, God was still enthroned. And in the chaos of the pandemic, God's still at work and still on the throne. So, so you're saying at, at this age, you still realize that God's on the throne, but it takes you a while to figure that out still? Like... Every day. I know. Why does that happen? It doesn't. You're like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure this uh-huh. out. I'm going to figure this out. And then, oh, God's got it figured out already. Yeah. In a way that we never imagined. Right. Every no. time. And better, usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that would be cool to get an update on that one and see what, what happens in the future. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Works out, too. God's moving. <laughs> to see what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. We're, we're just hanging on for the ride. And so much of this, yeah, yeah. For the last 11 years, we've been in Brazil now 11 years. It's, it's uh, you know when you're, when you're on a roller coaster and you're like going over that first hill? And I always think of like Adventureland and the yeah. tornado, like the old wooden one. And you start going, you start going up and you're like, I can't stop now. I mean, I have no control. I'm going to go down that first hill and it's not going to feel good in my stomach. And I just got to hang on and grip my teeth and yell. And that's a lot of what missions is like. Yep, you've been there. It's like, here we go. And so, uh, but what's cool is over time, as you start seeing how God is so faithful, He's always there, and you you are still scared, you still feel it in your stomach, but you scream with a lot of confidence, mm-hmm. knowing that uh, God's in, He's in, in charge and control. He's got this. Even if it doesn't go well, it's still okay. That's he's right. still in control. <laughs> That's right. Once you let go of that. So now just do that with your kids, and you guys will be fine, okay? Well, it's funny. I was just talking to Pastor <laughs> Abe Miller about that this morning, yeah. about leaving our kids here. And I said, well, Abe, this is just one more uh, opportunity for God to once again teach me that I need to trust him. Yep. <laughs> it's just one more opportunity. Yeah. I'm um, still stuck on that you called him Pastor Abe Why? Well, it's a podcast. <laughs> yeah, all the church is listening. I thought so. I'd be, you know, wow. Pastor Abraham Pastor Miller. Pastor Abraham Miller. Pastor Abraham. Okay. Well, I don't think I can top your last statement, so we're just going to end with that. How's that sound? Sounds good. Sound pastoral and stuff, so good job. Thanks, Doug. Well, thanks for joining us for another podcast. We'll see you next time.